On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. Newman basketball with a big win over Washburn, a huge come-from-behind victory over the Ichabods. The Jets winning three of their last four against Washburn to talk all about the huge comeback victory. Head coach Darren Spence joins me here on JetCast episode number 28. Welcome in. Glad to have you along. Blake Cripps here and uh, coach. I guess, you know, you always say you like the ugly wins. Ugly wins are beautiful in their own way, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Too many... uh Young kids think they want to go play and have fun. And <laughs> the fun happens when the final buzzer sounds and you have at least one more point than your opponent. That's the fun time. The other is just, it's work. Well, and I mean, obviously the Emporia State game, that was work. And, and I know how disappointed you and the girls were with that effort. How rewarding is it for you to come back and in 48 hours, I mean, there were a number of times that Washburn game could have gone the other direction. Sure. And, you know, you go, we're down 9 to nothing. You lost the third quarter, but you guys found a way each time to come back. That had to be extremely rewarding for you as a head coach. Yeah, it did. And, and you know, I, I've already lived through it, so when you bring back all this stuff, i got to go right back through it again. Um, no question, because it, you, you're – your players, which, you know, I've always talked about, it's, this is about players, you know. Um, players have to step up and make plays. And I, I've often said coaches get way too much credit and way too much blame. And so it's a player's game these days. So they have to, in those moments, in those chaos moments, have to step up. And, yeah, ours, ours did a great job of bending but not breaking. And to the Emporia State game, yeah, I mean, the, we always talk about finding that consistent level of play. Sure. Which, obviously, we haven't yet. And I, and I think we have a tendency to get complacent. We have something go well for us, or we win a game, and then it's what do you do the very next one? And so the way we bounced back at Washburn, um, you know, it, it didn't look good for a while. <laughs> it didn't. But at the same time, it did look good through my eyes because I – I never felt like that was going to get away from us, even when they had a double-digit lead. I just, you know, we have those games where I always I feel like we're okay. We just uh, got to make some plays. And then, of course, as we all know, Coach Crum sitting over there t- reminding me that we, we still, still have time. time. <laughs> we still have time. And I want to say, stop, you know. But, um, yeah, so we did have time. And, and you, they give you 40 minutes, so you might as well use them all and play. <laughs> and you did. You led for, I think, uh, I think you led for 36 seconds in that game. But uh, mm-hmm. that's all. You, you only need to lead for – you technically don't have to lead for any seconds to win the game. Yeah, no uh, question. And you guys uh, got the win. Coming up here on the show, by the way, we'll be joined by a junior college transfer in for the men's team. Scored 47 points in his first two games. Brandon Bunn and then softball coach Andrea Gustafson coming up here on Episode 28 of the Jets. 
podcast, you talked so much about how important it is or it was going to be after the Emporia State game for your seniors to show up and be accounted for. And, uh, you know, all six of them played. And I thought everybody made a play, but obviously uh, Brooke Haney with 20 points, uh, Abby George had seven, Braxton Stewart had the go-ahead winning shot, Riley Malloy had a new career high, five assists. Um, seniors really got that message. What was that conversation like with that group after Emporia <laughs> State and then bringing them back, seeing them put what they were talking about because you talked about how they wanted to be more player-led. I mean, they showed some of that player leadership coming back sure. when that went on Saturday. Well, I, I, let me pull the curtain back and I, I can let you on the inside a little bit. Um, Friday was this 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 and this and this and it was a very one-sided conversation (laughs) but you can do that when you have kids in your program for the years that they've been here and they've grown up right before our eyes and they've been in a lot of battles and so I, I knew they were embarrassed too I mean our group gets that way they know when they they needed to do better and so it was just quick reminder how to pretty spirited hard but shorter practice on Friday and you just kind of knew they were going to step up. And so and my my opinion is, you know, if you don't want seniors, why work at a four-year level school? <laughs> sure. And, and and I I love having older players. You know, yeah, I made a career, you know, at JUCO level, Division One, and, and then now Division Two. And so I, I enjoy the older players because – the the term of regenerative learning should be handed down from senior to junior and you know abby's in her fifth year here haley's in her fourth riley's in her fourth braxton's in her fourth bailey and brooke are in their second year here but they're in their fourth year together because they played juco together in southern idaho so um they have that bond and they are the leaders and i challenge them to to step up and, and help sydney more you know, and, and not just leave her out there on the island. And they did that. Sydney struggled at times uh, at Washburn. And so Riley comes in and just really settles it, you know, which is kind of odd for her because she's that happy yeah. feet, go, 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 go. But she actually calmed us down and got us settled. And that's what Braxton does, having her back in, what, her second game back? Yeah, it would have been second game back. Only her second game. And then, of course. I guess third. Yeah, second game. She missed Kansas State. Right. And then, of course, without Amani, you know. Um, so we're down, you know, our fastest kid and our most uh, electrifying Can player. Can be very explosive scoring. And so, going, you know, but getting over that concussion. And so it was really, really, um, you know, fun for me, so to speak, to, to see that group just keep growing up and you've talked a lot about Sydney Nillis and I mean eventually we're going to have her on this program I know that she's going to you know continue to grow but you know you've thrown a lot at her and you've kind of yeah. said that it's it's a little unfair everything that you're asking of her to do as a freshman she's come in with a lot of expectations player of the year volleyball ABCTL player of the year basketball ABCTL captain on her soccer team yep. you know she pretty much did everything for Derby um and the MIAA is, is not a place where, you know, most freshmen come in and just excel right off the bat. But right. it, she, it, she seems to really have been a gamer about it and really just kind of even though she's not always having success, she seems to be embracing the challenge. Right. And, you know, she's capable of it. And 
but she has to quickly adjust and keep adjusting to her high school team had all the best players. <laughs> they had a lot you of know, good ones. They had all they had the six seven and the six threes, and they're bigger than we are. And the um, the way it is here at this level, especially MIAA, there are very few freshmen that come in and make an impact. Now there are some that do it early, and then they hit that wall. Sure. And because every free throw matters and every miss layup matters and it's so much different than high school. And you're all of a sudden playing against seniors and older players that have been in their programs for a while. But she's got the talent and the ability to do it. And so we have to, you know, rally with her around her to help support her when she has her her down moments. And we got to talk about Brooke Haney. Boy, what a lift mm-hmm. she has been for you offensively. Did you did you, you knew that your offense was going to look different? You don't graduate a player with a hundred assists who's handling the ball as much as Mac did, and obviously Caitlin Potter, all-time right. three-point leader at this school. That is a lot of offensive production and touches. So you knew that it was going to be different. Did you know that Brooke was going to come up and score the way that she is this year? Of course. <laughs> well, he makes well, the big bucks, right? It, it, there's one, you know, you can have the the thought or you can believe that that player can do it. Then it's a whole other thing for them to do it first in practice consistently and then carry it over to the game. Oh, right. And, I, and I've said this before that we've always had kids who could shoot, make shots, score. But with when Caitlin Potter was here, they didn't get the chance because, you know, her <laughs> range was so crazy and she just she got her shot off. So we're trying right now in in the fire to figure it out who it is and without scrimmages and without – you know, exhibition games, you're doing it right in MIAA play. And so we've got to, uh, you know, just have a little more patience as we grow through this. But Brooke's got all the ability. She's strong. She's physical. She can, she can shoot the three. Um, I'm trying to get her to every day to be more aggressive. You know, she's the, she's the one of the couple that we have that can take people off the dribble. You look at our group, we've got some standstill shooters. But Brooke and Sydney and Amani, of course, can get by you off the dribble. Then it's about the decision that they make and the choice they make with in that possession. But Brooke's done well. You know, will she keep doing that? You know, let's hope so. Yeah. And then, then that's her role. She's accepting a new role this year as everybody else is, is too. But, um, yeah, so it's really good to see her doing that. Darren Spence, head women's basketball coach, joining me. Next up for them, Nebraska Kearney on Thursday, Fort Hayes State on Saturday. New news this week from the MIAA about the MIAA standings. Want to get your thoughts on this. 80% of the standings is going to be calculated with the win-loss record. And 20% will be the number of games that you play. That's how they're going to determine the eight they get to participate in MIAA Madness at Kansas City. Um, this was unanimous, but voted on by the athletic directors. Uh, I don't think they asked the basketball coaches. No, what, not at all. <laughs> what, uh, what are your thoughts on this solution that they've come up for this 2020-2021 year? I don't really have any thoughts on it because, you know, it's just wasted brain power of mine <laughs> to even think about it. I, it. We'll just play each week, see where we are. Um, I've been a little bit more outspoken about how bad it is 
that they cut two teams out of the tournament. That was my next, the next the question on my card. In a year where you should celebrate players and coaches and take everybody to the conference tournament. If you got to play home games for a couple rounds, fine, do it. But they have done and, that before in the MIAA. Yeah, exactly. And and but now you're going to cut two more out. And of course, we coaches now. I've never been asked by it. You know, as as an older coach, oldine coach, it would have been nice to have a little bit of input or at least hear hear that this is coming. Sure. Now I get the, I get the standings thing because we've got so many games that are going to be rescheduled or not played and. So you, it's going to be an uneven uh, standings. But the thing that concerns me is, oh, shoot, we got to go play at school A. Oh, no, <laughs> you're sick. We're not going. Okay, so then it's like, well, I'm not going to make that trip up. Why do I want to go all the way to Kearney, Nebraska to make this up when I don't have to? Sure. And let's not be, be naive about it. In this league, everybody's in it for themselves, and they're going to take care of themselves. Sure. And that's, that's going to happen. And you're going to expect to – Everybody would be on the same level, but it's not. Like, I think Missouri Southern women have already played six games. Yeah, they've, they haven't missed it. They're the only team in the league, I believe, that has not missed a single game, the only program. Right. And we've, we've played four, and Fort Hayes has played one. Yeah. And so what's going to happen is certain teams have been hit by COVID. We have one team, you know, Washburn, that hasn't had any positives. So I, as the coach of them, would be really, really nervous because when it hits, it's going to boom. It's going to wipe them out come second semester. So I guess you got to have a way to balance the standings out. But it's still like if I had to go play at Central Missouri, if I had to go play at Hayes, if I had to go play at Central Oklahoma, and and these other ones didn't, but they've played less games, but then they're going to benefit from the the new standings format – no, at that point in time, I'm not going to like it at all. Final question for you. Uh, you've got a couple of opponents coming in here. Uh, not exactly an easy week for you. The Lopers <laughs> and the Tigers coming in. Mm-hmm. At least they're in Wichita, but uh, this is uh, not, not probably your favorite week on the, on the schedule this year. Well, it's, it's the MIAA. There's, you know, not many yeah. nights off, are there? RJ and I talk about this all the time. It's like when, where, why. <laughs> what, there's, whether it's home or away. No, there's there are no throwaway games, and hopefully people don't look at us as that's the throwaway game, you know. But we've we've beaten a lot of people here, and have had some good moments in our in our gym. But yeah, Nebraska Kearney is really really good, and we split with them last year. Fort Hayes has been, if probably the dominant program in our league, along with Central Missouri in the last so many years and so it's uh yeah it's it's not easy and the thing i don't like is fort hayes doesn't have isn't playing thursday right which again just hooey but so we're playing thursday in a tough one they're going to roll in here and play saturday and i guess we just got to deal with it darren spence head coach for the women once again 5 30 double header newman and nebraska carney Coach, uh, good luck, and uh, we'll see you out there on Thursday. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll talk with Brandon Bunn. He's going to be on the men's team as they try to take down the Lopers on Thursday, and we'll talk with him next. Mel Hamilton Ford has been essential to this community since 1984. 2020 has been a crazy year that none of us will ever forget. As we come to the end of this unbelievable year, we want to thank you for trusting us. We will always take care of our customers. When you visit the dealership to buy a car or bring your vehicle in for service, we want you to experience the difference. Our customers will always come first. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from our family to yours.
When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops, the key is Keystone. Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. The Newman men returning to action on Thursday looking for their first victory of the season. Nebraska Carney Loafers are coming into town. Coming off of their first win of the year over Fort Hayes State, we're joined by a junior college transfer, one of the new faces on this Newman Jet team, Brandon Bunn, junior college transfer out of South Puget Sound. Uh, 47 points in his first two games as a Jet. Uh, Brandon, first of all, welcome to Wichita. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you having me. Well, obviously, first two games, and I, I remember that Missouri Southern game started 0-5 for 5 from the field, and it, it just wasn't clicking for you. But uh, obviously, you got it rolling and kept it rolling against Pittsburgh State. How good did that feel to come out in your Jet career and, and put together those first two offensive games like you did? It felt good. Uh, you know, I started out slow, but just kept trying to go. Obviously, two very, very close losses to, to open up the year. Uh, how did you guys kind of digest those losses and, and absorb those? Because, I mean, against Missouri Southern, you guys play pretty well against the top 25 team. Mm-hmm. I know against Pitt State, uh, middle of the game went very well, but it didn't quite finish the way you guys wanted to. Uh, we just wanted to, you know, just make sure that we was on track, but um, we fell short. Obviously, against Washburn, uh, that kind of gave you an introduction. Did you know about the MIAA before you signed on to, to come to Newman? No. Uh, obviously, uh, that that game up at Washburn gave you a, an indication of how good this league is with so many national champions. How how was uh, obviously not your guys' best performance, but how in your mind being on the court? What was that like playing against a Washburn team that's obviously very talented, and, and they were certainly playing very well that day. Uh, yeah, we started off slow, but we just couldn't get over the hump. It was just like the ball wouldn't go in the rim. Yeah. How, what's it been like integrating on a new team for you with, with a new program, a new head coach for you, obviously, but then there's also so many new players on this team? I think we're still trying to figure out our chemistry. Uh, it's something that takes a little while that we're all new. We have like 12 new players, so we're still, we're still learning from each other. How do you, what do you think your role is on as one of the upperclassmen on this team, even though you're a first-year player? What's your job in terms of trying to build that chemistry? Uh, the biggest thing I'm learning right now is being a leader. Uh, not only leaning um, by talking, but just leading by example. Now, your program, South Puget Sound Community College, uh, Clippers, by the way, you guys were really good. I think you went 23-6 and six last year. Yes. Um, what, did you t- what do you take from that experience, being on a highly competitive team, uh, and you were a sophomore leader on that team? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that experience like, and, and how can you bring that here to Newman? Uh, well, my freshman year, I won a um, uh, region championship. My sophomore year, um, got a new coach. It was it was uh, different, so I just tried to make sure I brought what I learned my freshman year into my sophomore year, and I'm just going to keep on trying to bring what I learned over here. What's it been like getting recruited by Coach R.J. Allen and then obviously coming down here to Wichita and playing for Coach Allen and Coach DePriest? Oh, they just keep it real with me, 100%. Um, that's all I can ask for. Uh, when I'm not doing well, they tell me. 
And when I am doing well, they let me know as well. That, that's a little different because I think that there are a lot of guys who are playing now. Sometimes it's not always easy to hear honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes that appealing to you? I don't want nobody that's going to lie to me. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I just want – that's the reason why I committed here because he's always going to tell the truth to me and I want to be able to keep it, tell the truth to him. So you were playing in the – I believe it's the Northwest Athletic Conference – now to the MIAA, and you've had a chance to see a top 25 team that mm-hmm. was picked second, Washburn that was picked third, and a Pitt State team that was picked kind of middle of the pack. In terms of the athletes, the size, the players, what's the biggest difference between the NWAC and the MIAA? No weak links. Everybody's good at basketball. Um, in the NWAC, you can maybe take a playoff, not here. Can't take no playoff. Well, we've got a question chain for you. So your teammates have been kind of starting this chain. Coach R.J. Allen asked DeAndre Johnson a question. And so Tigel Herford was the last guest. So he's going to ask you a question. So the question for you is, Tigel Herford wants to know, what are your goals in and out of the program this year at Newman? On and off the basketball court. Uh, so I'm going to go off the basketball court first. I'm trying to keep a 3.0 GPA. Nice. Um you know, just make sure I'm I'm a likable person, stay charming. Um, <laughs> and then on the court, I just want to win as much game as possible. You know, make the playoffs, make sure I'm in uh, in March. And uh, that's it, win as game, many games as possible. That's it right now. So 3.0 GPA, what are you studying? Um, I'm an education major. Education? What do you want yeah. to do with that? Uh, you know, teach, maybe coach. I'm not really sure yet. Okay. So, But coaching is something that, that you've got. When did you want to start to become a coach? I started, I don't know, I've always been want to be involved in basketball. So, you know, the ball starts bouncing at one point in time. So you want to stay involved, i got to start coaching. So, Is it something that you want to coach at? Do you know what level you want to coach at, college, high school, middle school? Uh, probably higher than middle school. Higher than middle school? Yeah, just, I'm not There's sure. some long-time middle school coaches in Topeka, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, obviously you, you need coaches at every single level, but mm-hmm. high school or, or higher? Yes. All right. Well, final question for you. Nebraska Kearney comes in, four-point win over Fort Hayes State last mm-hmm. time out. I know it's early in the week. It's starting to get your preparation. But one thing that Coach Allen talked to me this week about is, the fact that you guys haven't gotten off to the kind of starts that you've wanted to in any of the first three games. Mm-hmm. In your mind, what's going to allow you guys to get off to the kind of start that you want against Nebraska Kearney? Right now, we just have to you know, worry about what we're doing right now, making sure that we're, we're up to par, because I think that's what we're, we're lacking right now, you know, making sure that we start off well, making sure that we're doing all the right things so that we can you know, be, be ready. Junior Brandon Bunn already to 20-plus games for the Jets, 20-plus points. Going to try to make it a third one against Nebraska Kearney on Thursday. Doubleheader action, 5.30 for the tip-off of the women on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Brandon, good luck. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, last segment, we'll talk softball with Coach Gustafson when we come back on the JetCast. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Great performances on the court do not happen without great support off the court. That's why Newman Athletics 
is excited to announce the opening of its new Aviator Club. We invite you to join us in the important mission of supporting the Jets. You can make a huge difference in the lives of our 300 student-athletes by signing up for one of the four club levels. Becoming a member is easy and will have a great impact on Newman Athletic Facilities, recruiting, and more. Plus, memberships come with privileges like game passes, discounts at the new online Jet Store, special events, and much, much more. So join today by clicking on the Aviator Club on our website, newmanjets.com. And as always, thanks for your support of Newman University Athletics. Getting closer to those spring sports, finally getting a full season in after being the first to be cut during coronavirus's pandemic last season. Andrea Gustafson had her season cut short in her first year leading the Jets here in Wichita, the new head softball coach here. Coach, good to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, Coach, what's it been like for you kind of waiting for this season and, and just kind of waiting for things to, to get back to normal, given that you've been trying to build your program here and, and didn't really get a f- whole first season to kind of put your systems in place? I feel like uh, this is kind of like my first season all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We kind of got to the point last year where we were starting to play better. Um, You know, things were coming together a little bit, and then, bam, we were at practice one day, and the next day everything's canceled. So it's kind of been a a long process, but I'm excited to get this year going. 9-16, and you played 25 games. You guys were – I mean, you would have played over 40 if if everything would have gone – as it should have gone, uh, is it hard to gauge or, or how difficult is it to gauge where the program is right now, um, you know, just based on all the game time and the practice time that you lost last spring? Um, you know, I definitely think we're more talented this year than we were last year. We have um, two, three positions or players deep at each position. Um, so I don't think we're quite as limited as we were. Um, but just the we, we weren't out allowed to have outside competition this fall, so it was just team scrimmages. Um, and half the time we didn't have our team there, the full team. So right. it, was a, it was a mess at times. Um, so it, and we weren't able to get our full, our best lineup on the field. So that kind of, you know, you're, you just don't know where you're at, really. How will you look back on that first season? Obviously, the first season with a new program, often an exciting time. Uh, off, often it is a challenging time, but I'm sure that you cannot anticipate the kind of challenge that it turned out to be for you. <laughs> no, um, definitely everything was a surprise. <laughs> um, you didn't see that one coming at all. And no. nobody has ever experienced anything like this, so... It's one you'll never forget for sure. Talking with Andrea Gustafson, the new softball head coach for Newman in her second year, uh, hopefully going to get a full season in. Obviously, they they have announced that the softball uh, maximum has been cut a few games. Um, But looking at the schedule, which is out now at NewmanJets.com, which is set to start early February for you, um, it it seems like it it looks like a mostly normal schedule for you guys, and it looks like you guys are going to be playing mostly every weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we did go from 56 games, um, which is the normal schedule, to 44 this year. So we were qu- cut 12 games. Um, but we do play most weekends. There are a couple week spans there, and I think in 
in February and then in March where we kind of don't play for a couple weeks. So, you know, that's that's and unfortunate. It, but and you've coached in Kansas, and you know there are going to be a lot of those weeks you're not going to be playing anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are going to be a lot of reschedules. Uh, how much are you going to be leaning on your returning players in a season like this where you didn't get to develop maybe as much of your underclassmen group last season in practice and in games and then in fall training this year as you would have liked? Um, for sure. Um, we're relying, relying on the upperclassmen quite a bit. Um, they're the ones that have been through this. They're the ones that know what to expect, even though this is something that they've never been through. Um, but, you know, they've all been putting in time individually, which I think is crucial during this time of year because you never know when your team practices are going to get cut short or due to quarantines or whatever. But um, the, the upperclassmen have been doing a great job of leading us. So you've mentioned that there have been some restrictions in terms of training for you guys this fall. What have you been allowed to do, and how much do you think that that has helped you get ready for the spring season, which, you know, we're turning the calendar here. I mean, it's about two to three months away right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of individual work because, like I said, the team practices, you never knew, you know, when, when we were going to have the full team or what was going to happen. Um, so the kids have been getting individual work in, and we've kind of been telling them that they need to take the initiative to do some things on their own because just because of the situation that we, we never know when we're going to be able to, you know, get out and practice again <laughs> together. What do you feel like is the biggest improvement that you've seen so far in the limited time that you've had with the kids during the, the time when action was cut off there in March to now? Is there an area that you feel like the, the group's gotten a lot better at? I feel like um, the girls that return, they have a lot more confidence than they had last year. Um, I feel like everything that they go about, just their, just their daily um, practice, you know, just what they show in practice, they're more confident. They feel confident in leading the younger kids. Um, and that's been good to see because that's what we need with this program right now. Based on what you saw in the program and, and looking at the stats, looking at game film, however you studied the, the program and the team this season before you came on, and what you saw in the 25 games you were able to play last year, What's your goal, or, or maybe the better way to say it is, what do you think is your biggest question mark for this team going into this season in terms of what you're going to need to do to be successful in the MIAA? Um, I think pitching is going to be a big thing for us. Um, I saw that they struggled before I got here. We struggled last year. Um, Anna Veltin, she's a junior for us this year. She, she really stepped up last year as a sophomore, and I think she gained a lot of confidence and um, she's come back this year, and she's pitched really well, and she's kind of leading the younger kids in the right direction as well. So pitching's kind of going to be that that factor for us. Pitching is so interesting in softball, I think, because you know, like I've I've covered a lot of baseball, Coach Ealing behind the camera, and on a baseball team, you have so many different pitchers that you throw in. It's very specialized. You'll have a guy that's good against righties or against lefties, a starter, middle relief, closer. And in softball, you don't have nearly as many arms. How, what's the challenge in developing a pitching staff in softball where you just don't carry as many pitchers on your roster? And the pitchers that you do carry, you know, you're hoping to get a complete game every time you throw somebody out there. Whereas in baseball, it's, it's just not, not realistic that that's going to happen every time. 
It, yeah, it definitely helps when you have kids that can pitch a full game. Um, we have five on our roster right now, and I'm expecting all five of them to see action throughout the course of the year. But, you know, obviously you, you expect two or three to really step up and kind of be those kids that, that lead us through the course of the season. Is there any kind of specialization in, in softball pitching, or do you just kind of – you know, work everybody toward being as dominant of a starting pitcher as they can be? Um, you know, you, you want kids who have the right mindset. Um, you want kids who go out there and um, focus on their job. You know, you have a lot of pitchers out there who kind of focus on the defense. If they make a mistake, um, they'll, they'll worry about that. But kids that just focus on what they have to do and just let everything else fall into place. Well, I asked you about the schedule last year. I think we talked on the podcast like January or, or February and asked you what your goals for the season were. And you laid out, well, this is where we want to be at the end of the year. Well, weeks later, little did we know, we threw all that out the window. So now knowing just how uncertain that things can be, I'm going to ask you the same question again. Uh, what are your goals for the 2020 2021 season uh, for softball obviously with the full knowledge now that uh, you know you have 44 games on the schedule and who knows if you'll play all 44 games or if they'll be played in the spot on the schedule that they're currently at yeah um, I think I've decided that I'm not going to really put a number as a goal <laughs> because I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen you know but I, I definitely want to see this program take strides in the right direction I want to see these kids go out there and compete every day believe they could compete against every team that we play against. Um, and at the end of the season, I hope we can look back and say, wow, we really improved from where we started to where we are now. How do you, how will you gauge that? Obviously, if you don't play very many games using a win total, as you mentioned, it's not going to be a real fair way to judge that. How will you know, you know what, we got better this year. We got closer to where I want this program to be. Just by how we play in each game. You know, it's not necessarily winning or losing um, this year, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I want to see us compete against every team we play against. And if we can compete and we, we play to the best of our abilities, um, I consider that a successful game and, and a successful season as a whole. Andrea Gustafson going to try for a second time to get her first full softball season in at Newman. Coach, I'm looking forward to seeing you and the girls out at the softball diamond in February. Thank you. I appreciate it. I believe we've got one more jet cast in the semester left, I think. And we're going to be doing a lot of wrestling next week. So hope you'll join us then. So until then, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.